Um, <laughs> we're not. <laughs> You're so we're funny. Not doing well at all. <laughs> we're surviving. We're surviving. Um, I wanted to talk about. I wrote the other night. I was, I was really feeling convicted. I would. I think I had probably done a little bit of online window shopping, which is just when I pretend to pick oh, stuff out online. I like have a little shopping. You know, like, you know, what is it on the little home, you know, your home screen? Yes. The little bubble. I have a whole shopping one that's got all my my favorite online stores in there. And sometimes I just peruse just to see I what's do that what. Too. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I was doing that and it calms me down. <laughs> it calms me. <laughs> and I hardly ever buy anything every now and then I will, but it's, it's mostly just, I just like to know what's out there. But I had this pretty strong conviction from the Lord that about to do a podcast about the struggle to learn contentment. Oh, girl. Because, and I, I'm, I am going to read my notes at the front of this just to kind of launch us into the outer space of the struggle. And then at the end, I have a bunch of beautiful Bible verses to just sort of speak over myself <laughs> out loud. Because I'm going to be honest, I am never content. I love you. No, you're not. I have never been. Nope. And I don't think that I ever will. And I think that's my struggle. So I, I but, but I'm in the struggle. I am in the struggle. I'm not like on the outside looking in being like, oh, hi, struggle. You're over there and I'm over here. No, I'm like in the struggle. Right. And you acknowledge it, which I, is. Yeah. I struggle with contentment. And I, so I'm going to read what I wrote um, and just start there. I, I am never content if I'm honest. I don't think I have ever felt truly content. I always have a list of things, experiences I want, and it's a running list. It's always getting longer. I have a hunger for all that life on earth has to offer, and it's the thing that I battle the most, just being content, just being thankful. I want to be thankful and content all the days, but if I'm honest, I'm not. I am more so than often, I am more so than I used to be, I think, okay, see, I can't even read my notes. I am more content than I used to be. I think that's what I was trying to say, I think. But it, but it's a hit or a miss on a day-to-day basis. And that is for sure. Like, I, again, um, I feel like, I, I mean, as with most things and with most humans, our emotions are like this sort of undulating, wavy, like uh, the waves on the ocean where it's like, Mm-hmm. they can be calm they can kind of give and take and sometimes they're rough sometimes the waves are very very high and it's just a stormy whatever but like in general I really do struggle on a day-to-day basis with this with being content um, my normal everyday dreams are extensive and almost exclusively out of touch with reality true true <laughs> I feel like I'm doing the best friend check. Yes. Okay. Yep. Keep going. Okay. That's true. My day-to-day life is simple and I work hard to keep it that way. True. But but it's been getting harder to keep up with our boys and our old falling down house and old property. Okay, guy, can we just take a moment? Kurt and I bought a house almost 10 years ago that was built when George Washington was alive. It's a gorgeous house. It's a gorgeous house, but it is it is literally trying to die. It's like, just like, just put me to rest. Light it is me up. so old. And it's like, I've, I've already done this. I've already been a house for 300 years. I'm done Please being... let me die. 
please let me die and when we're just keeping it on life support <laughs> and so it is that is also a struggle and it's harder I just feel I think um I don't remember I may have knew Amber I can't remember who I was talking to but supposedly the 40s can be thus can be one of the hardest seasons of your life especially if you have children like you're now you have teens mm-hmm. um you're also in well not me because I'm just an oddball but trying to be an artist upside down and backwards but like my husband for example I see him pressing in harder to his career it's like the it's kind of the make or break decade you want to push harder and get the most out of your career at this point and kind of like go for gold if you will or like really ring it out you know if you want if you want to get your next promotion he's back in school so that he can lift the ceiling on his career and it's like he's doing that now and it's tough it's really really hard like he's working or studying 16 18 hours a day so it's it's a ridiculous grind and also it's an emotional decade with our kids who are again like teens preteens actually turning into adults um and that so instead of being physically exhausted now we're emotionally yeah exhausted it's definitely heavy on the heavy on the heart yeah yeah Mm. Mental letting, yeah. The forties. There's some great parts about forties. There is. I love who I am in my forties. Like per, on a personal journey, I feel like you finally just don't care what and other think people think what, about you. <laughs> I think it's even. It's going to be even better in the fifties because we'll let we'll release some more of that baggage. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we'll just be happy in our own skin. We oh. won't care so much. Yes, we have flabby skin. We're 50 years old. Our skin is 50 years old. Yes. Okay, not really, but it's our, old. Yeah, our body. Give well, me a break. Yeah. Let me be flabby. Right? I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think in your, so in your your 20s, your late teens and 20s, you're still, you still don't have a complete frontal lobe. You know, mm. like you're still don't have. Amen to that. That's and, what was wrong with me. And, and you're, you are separating into autonomy. Like, and that's hard. Like I see my beautiful Mustang Sally and it is hard work to become autonomous mm-hmm. and do it and well scary. and scary. And, and you yeah. still need your mom and you still need your dad, but you don't want to ask because then you feel like a failure, but you can always call him. That's fine. And, um, and then your 30s, I feel like your 30s is when you are trying to prove it. You know, like you, you're you now autonomous and now you're trying to prove it. Like I mm-hmm. really, I am awesome and I am a good mom and I'm going to be the best mom and I'm going to be the best business person. I'm going to be the best, I'm going to be the best, best. And then in the 40s, you're like, I feel <laughs> like I can just be okay. Like I'll be contented. Right. Oh, clearly I'm not the best. And I'm okay, okay with, with that. that. Yeah. And then yeah. I think in your 50s, you're just like, I'm 50. Yeah. Well, and like I'm proud of it. Well, a lot of people in their 50s, their children are out of your empty nesters or the beginning of empty nesters. You're almost there. Mm-hmm. You're own, you have more financial freedom because you don't have as much, you know, like mm-hmm. your loans are Lord willing by then. I was say, school, hopefully. Student cause... loans will be done by then in our house and our, you know, like, so you have a lot more financial freedom then, but you still have the money coming in because it's pre-retirement. So I feel like, mm. and I think that you 
there's this thing about women, and speaking of contentment, where I'm just I'm just about there. Like I don't assume that anyone's looking at me as if I'm an attractive human being. Like that <laughs> ship has sailed. I have you don't two. strut around with your feathers anymore. I I, my feathers have molted, people. <laughs> but it's also because I have these two stunningly gorgeous daughters who are just mm. in their prime, and they are breathtaking. My daughters are breathtaking. It's true. And I will validate I, that. I am just so incredibly crazy proud of who they are as human beings, not just their looks, but who they are as human beings. And the fact that I created those things inside my baby oven is, I feel like it's like a great work of art. Like, I'm just like, don't even look at me. Just look at them. They are ridiculous. (laughs) And so I don't even think of my, like, I know I want my husband to think I'm cute. And I, I mean, I don't want to be like ugly, but remember when you were in your (laughs) twenties and your thirties and like you walked Maybe it's just me. Here's my vanity, people. When I would walk through a space, like I would want people to notice me and think that I was attractive. Well, see, you're an extrovert, so that might be part of that. Okay, picture, well, but I I always I, walk through a space, even if I was dolled up and beautiful, and think that everyone thought I was hideous because I had have had always had uh, self esteem issues. Oh well, I I didn't think I was attractive, but I was hoping someone else would. <laughs> like I'm not saying I think I'm like Don Juan over here. Yeah. I know what I got. And it's not much. So, but I wanted, I wanted to be noticed. I yeah. wanted people to see, oh, yeah. wow, that girl, look at her. Yeah, nice feathers. Nice feathers. You're strut with your feathers. Yeah. I wish at- that looking backwards, I wish that I had realized that I wasn't morbidly obese. Yeah. Because I had body dysmorphic yeah, issues. Yeah, totally I thought I was fat and I was like 118 pounds. And I, I, I wish that I had felt beautiful when I actually was. Because we still are. We are, but I but, don't care about it old. anymore. Exactly. I think that's what it is. I wish that I had wanted to strut with my feathers a little bit yes. and not not just hate myself so much. Right. And that's what I tell my girls. I'm like, just own how stunning you are. Right. Don't be vain. Don't right. be unkind. No. But know that you are... Yeah. They get so annoyed with me because I tell them how breathtaking they are all the time. I'm just, I'm blown away. But they I think have a my, mom who's who's telling them they're beautiful all the time. I mean, they should be so lucky. But <laughs> I think when I'm 50, that jig will be up even more. And oh, I will yeah. be like, and I won't, like. Right, I, you and I are still going to be rocking bikinis on uh, the beach. And yeah, I, I, God help you if you come close. <laughs> Just stay at least 10 feet away. We're Maybe like Monet's. Like 20 feet. We're like Monet's. Yeah. We look real good from a distance. Yeah, I'm a little pixelated. Bit What's going on <laughs> yeah. in there? Up close, we're like- still pixelated. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> you guys. I mean, I think, so I do think that's yeah. that contentment. I think in our 40s, we become more content because Absolutely. I we totally have perspective. Agree. Contentment yeah. for me is also perspective. A hundred percent. And that's, I think I was able to write and be honest. I, I, and that's why I said, I, I am more so than I used to be. I think, I think I had to stop and think about it before I was just sort of unashamedly and my poor husband, uh, can I just say a little shout out to my hubby who's always been so kind and so, and he's always known that I've wanted to be a queen with a castle and a whole little kingdom and (laughs) servants. He's always known that about me. And he's always done his best he's to make that happen. <laughs> I have <just> chickens. <laughs> they lay eggs for me every day. Your, every day, your little kingdom. Um, 
yeah so anyway going back to i do try to we i do try to keep our life as a family and our home and i think very simple but it just seems like there's always so much to be done and so that i think the ongoingness of life the perpetual breaking down of our houses cars bodies all the things it's so much to do and and that kind of busyness does create a wishing in my heart that I could do more to my specifications like I wish I could have someone always working on stuff at my house that wasn't my husband we don't have that luxury of like hiring out every single thing we've done a lot with our property in our home but we do it all ourselves. So we have to make extra time for that and make it happen with our literally our own hands. And every now and then, if we do hire something out, like last year we hired out our to have the floors renovated while we were actually on vacation. And I was the happiest birdie with a French fry you've ever seen in your life. Like that to me is my, I felt like I had finally made it. I was like, I'm living my best life. I am not joking. Oh, I know. I was it with was you on vacation. Blissy, that's right. <laughs> I was with you. It you was were my very- blissiest happiness. Well, uh, while I was on vacation, someone else was renovating our house. And I was just like, I finally made it. <laughs> I've made it. This is what this is what it means to be living. And I'm just being honest. I could do that every day. I love the feeling of killing multiple birds with one stone. I I love bossing other people around I was gonna say, and yeah. telling them to do something to these exact specifications and then also telling them to re- redo it if they've done it wrong. <laughs> I would never want to work for you. <laughs> I was very nice to our floor guy, but I did communicate with him almost on a daily. I know you. Again, I was with you. Yeah. On the beach. Anyway. Oh, but that would be my... You know, in a, in a, on a worldly perspective, and that's that for me. The struggle is there's there's heaven, and there's loving the Lord God with all my heart and all my soul and all my strength, and then there's my worldly version of myself that is always saying, "No, you've got to like give this a hundred percent. You've got to do this a hundred percent. You've got to like really laser focus on your house and your this and your love." And it's like there's a there's a there's a balance somewhere. Mm-hmm. in there I'm always tipping the scale towards the worldly side if if I'm honest mm-hmm. I'm always fighting with wanting fresh pillows and my floors to be renovated again after they just were I'll be like oh they could be better <laughs> they could be better than that so let's do it again I love uh, you right though no, I, it, I, I am mean, that is, is how dark is, that is that is how are. dark my heart is where I'm like I'm just never satisfied. I, I always think that something could be better. It could be a little yes. bit bigger. It could be a little bit lighter. It could be a little bit whiter. It could be a little, a little bit, you know, my gardens, they'll be amazing. I, gardens I, are I, amazing. I garden and garden and garden and garden, and they just keep getting bigger and more expansive. And if one plant is a little bit just not quite where, I will move it. I will move that plant an inch so that it's just sort of right there in the right spot. And I'm nuts. No, that's your version of nuts. Other it is people, my version you, of you nuts. You know, like, I just give yourself a little bit of grace because if it wasn't that, it'd be something else. And you know what? <laughs> true. Murder. Keeping your house clean <laughs> is way better than a heroin addiction, okay? Like, let's just... That's true. You know, it is like, my own version of drugs, I guess. Is... I mean, it's filling the same... Dopamine? Sin. Yeah, it's filling <laughs> the same sin of, like, wanting to be in, in control. control. 
Yeah. And just different people do it different ways. Some people starve themselves to death. Some people feed themselves to death. Some people clean and are super crazy about details and things like that. And some people are hoarders. Like it, mm-hmm. it, the spectrum is the whole spectrum. It's the con- the key is control and contentment. That's mm. that's the sin that we're all fighting about is releasing control mm-hmm. and giving up control and just doing your best with grace the best with what I have yeah the best with what I already have and I right and so that's also a hard thing and actually this I I'm like having a very hard time with um the inflation that our country is experiencing right now I love that what, you're summer- about to talk about economics please everyone just hold on tight okay Rachel Anderson's about to talk about economics uh, okay, so right now in America, <laughs> uh, record inflation. Yes. Okay, seven to ten percent. It's awful. Right? Isn't it something between seven and ten percent? I am married to an economist. I do not play one on TV. Peter, please don't listen to this. He episode doesn't ever. I'm saying numbers, and I'm sure that they're wrong. <laughs> but all I'm saying is that I do not like spending money on stuff I don't like to spend money on. And I love spending money on stuff that I love to spend money on. And I don't like spending money on food, gas, and our mortgage, and heat, and electricity, and all and all the things that are so bloody expensive. Yes. Like, all I see is that I won't be able to buy a new sofa because I'm Amen. spending 500 to $1,000 a month more on just being alive. And Kurt read something somewhere. Um, He reads uh, the Wall Street Journal. Sounds right. And it was just uh, the the average home in America this year is going to spend at least $5,000 more, at least, at the very minimum, just on life. Just to stay alive, just to keep up with your house, your gas, the car, all the five grand more than last year. I'm like five thousand dollars. That's a sofa. <laughs> <laughs> your obsession with sofas. I feel like we might need an intervention. Okay. I'm yeah. Just saying at some point. Well, just take that and put it across about a million other things too, because I also need intervention about handbags and shoes and. Yeah. Yes, you do. Gardens but and I just you do really love sofas. I've never seen anyone love a sofa. Like, I didn't have a sofa until thirteen years into my marriage. We had a futon. I wanted happen. one. We couldn't afford a sofa for thirteen years. Not the one that I wanted. Right. Because every one that I wanted started around six grand. So I finally found one that was well, okay, actually it was six grand. <laughs> <laughs> but we had it. 13 years into our marriage, we finally had that money. You were just chipping away at it. So I, yes, the, our very first sofa we found on the side of the road. And it was really smelly. And I've we had to cover a, it with blankets. Yeah, Do you we remember had a, that? We had one from the side of the road, too. So excited. It was the same color as Gar, so I knew the hair wouldn't just blend right in. <laughs> Except so. when you got up when you were wearing black pants. <laughs> yeah, like had, that was a Gar? rough time. That was a rough period for me, wearing black, which is all I wear. I'm just yeah. saying so many truths here. I hope that everyone's ready and buckled up for this because, yes, our very first sofa we found on the side of the road. Um, we were going in the other direction. We were an hour from home, and I made my husband not only – so I was like, I have to have it. It was the right shape, but it smelled like funk. It had probably been in a rainstorm. We It lasted a few months in our house, and I just couldn't handle the smell. And so I 
I gave it away or I just posted it for free or something on Facebook and someone came and got it. But I tried. I tried to have a sofa from the side of the road. And then finally we could actually afford one. But I think I always just wish I could have a brand new sofa just like everything else in my house pretty much every six months. Yeah. Maybe. You, yeah. You have a short attention span. I had, well, I do. But for, th- for, for, it's your. I like to cage- freshen. Yes. I like to freshen things up. So. Your caginess. But I, I do. I get cagey with everything. I know. I'm just like, I got to move it. I got to move it on. Move it on. Give it a new life and then replace it. I know. We don't it's actually weird. do this, by the way. She doesn't. No. Uh, this no. is her just. This, this is, is me dreaming. No. Yeah. And you do. I, I mean, <laughs> I've known you a really long time and you do. You really fight this battle. And that's the thing is like we all struggle with something, you know, like you, it's contentment meets control, uh, you know, like. Mm-hmm. We all struggle. We all have s- vices and things that we're pushing against, mm-hmm. and it's acknowledging it. It's again, it's that anti-lobby talk. Like at least you're saying it. Like people can judge you all you want, but at least you're being honest and saying, "I am never content. It is really hard for me to be content." Right. Where other people are like, "I'm content all the time." Meanwhile. They're not. Or like, I am completely in control. Meanwhile, they just, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, I think part of part of what's the problem in our in Christian culture in particular is that everyone wants the facade that everything is awesome. Mm-hmm. Because if you have Jesus, then you should be perfect. Like, right? Like everything should be awesome and everything should be beautiful and everything should look great and be great. And, and you shouldn't have problems. You just have to pray and it just goes away. And like, that actually is just false. False. <laughs> and it's destroying the culture. Like that is the opposite of what Christ mm. said. Our life was going to be like, he said, if you follow me, things are going to be hard. That's why he created the church. So the church is supposed to be brothers and sisters pressing into each other and loving each other and holding each other accountable and walking next to each other when it's hard, not judging, not just sitting there going like, oh my word, did you see that Amber's children don't wear true shoes? What kind of mother is she? Not that. That's mm-hmm. not walking beside. Right. But like really being vulnerable with one another and showing each other each other's baggage. Because if someone knows that you struggle with contentment and they struggle with that, they don't feel like they're crazy and a horrible person. Right. And it will make them more willing to share and grow. Like that's literally the only reason why we do this podcast. Like besides right. the free therapy, <laughs> I'm just talking out. But it's because if I don't, if you guys know that, you know, I struggle with control and I shut down when I'm overwhelmed or I have a narcissist for a mother or I struggled with an eating disorder or I... Mm-hmm. I'm recovering from trauma and an abusive childhood. If you don't know those things and you see me or you don't see me or whatever, I don't want anyone to ever think I think I have it together. I have nothing together. Mm -hmm. I, every single day, depend on the gospel and the word of God and and praying and knowing that he's got me. That is literally the only way I'm making it through any day. Mm -hmm. And... If you think it's outside of that, if you think it's because I have a husband or beautiful children or I'm a te- like, then you'll be fooled because that's not <laughs> what it is. And if that's, if that's and nobody has that, and nobody right, has like it all together. That's called the prosperity gospel, and that is a false gospel. Hmm. Like, it, we are supposed to be battle buddies. We're supposed to be 
walking next to each other. So that's what I love is that you've always been honest about this in yourself, that you struggle with contentment. And I think if people see you, and they do on social media, how beautiful you can make things look that would probably blow people's minds that who don't really know you and mm-hmm. you being like, so if you didn't say it, people would see you and be like, wow, that girl, she's got it all together. Like, look at how beautiful everything is. And you're like, actually, I'm doing that because I'm losing my mind. You know, like, mm-hmm. because then it's real. Then they're not, then they're like, oh my gosh, she she's normal. Or, or I have a beautiful house and I'm still not happy. I mean, like, that's the real, that's my yeah. honest uh, th- th- I don't think I could ever from a human standpoint so the struggle for me is that on a daily I I have to have devotions with with God I have to spend time with him to always recalibrate my heart on a daily mm-hmm. <clears throat> because if I don't if I miss it I start to quickly spiral into the gimmies and the I wanna's and I wish that I and what if and you know I why didn't should. I marry a doctor and I, I mean I this the man that I married is this incredible human who loves me and loves our boys and loves our little life together and has a, an amazing job and every now and then I give him a really hard time for being like you know why couldn't you be a, a, a physicist and send someone to the moon why are you, you not know? why didn't you invent Amazon <coughs> right why are you, you couldn't have thought of that first <laughs> why aren't you Elon Musk right Yes, I, I tend to have a very high expectation of, not expectation, just a wish, and he loves me still. Because we're all, we all are, we all are sinners. That's the thing. Like, I don't think, and that's what this earth is about. It's about working through those things and being honest. Again, for me, when I was young and a young Christian and a young mom, I wish people had been more honest with me Mm. I just had been more honest about how hard it was and it wasn't until I met this group of moms and Catherine that I was like I felt safe to say I think I'm dying parenting I don't think Mm. I'm doing this right and Mm -hmm. she was like oh girl nobody knows they're doing it right and I was like (laughs) what what and she's like oh yeah no no one and, and the she, ones that do think they're doing it right, right, right. are missing probably a few very important and things. That's what she said. She said, she goes, you know what my dad said? If you're, her father said to her when she reached out and said something, he said, if you, if you were up staying awake worrying about if you're a good mom or dad, you're a good mom or dad. Mm-hmm. The ones who go to bed thinking they've got it all together are probably the ones who should be up worrying. Right. Because you yeah. care. Like, yeah. you care. You don't think you've got it in, you don't think you've got it in the bag. If you think you've got it in the bag, mm-hmm. that's where you should start being worried, I think. Right. Well, that's the same thing about being in the struggle versus looking on the outside and being like, oh, I'm really struggling <laughs> over there. Look at like, that girl. I am officially struggling. I am struggling with, with this. And I guess just moving this a little bit along, um, I, I do actually really long for like the contentment in heaven and I think that's going to be like that is the ultimate beauty that is the ultimate place that is the ultimate destination um, that's the ultimate adventure and that I was thinking and the ultimate renovation of all the things like and God is doing those for us yes he is building us a home he has a whole new body picked out for us 
And thanks be to God for all of that. And like that, I think that there's this, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Otherworldliness that, um, I think C.S. Lewis, I th- I'm going to try, I'm going to butcher this quote. <laughs> I love when you butcher I'm going to butcher quote. it. It's like, um, I long for things that, that are not here to the extent that it all, that this could only mean that I was not created for, for here. here. Yes. And now I, I totally butchered that. C.S. Lewis said something like that. <laughs> <laughs> if you can find it, that I'm would be good because I don't really want to butcher it. It's so perfect. And it's like, yes, that's it. That's what, that is, when I really boil it down, I was like, I just feel like I don't fit here. And everything that I want is so big and so grandiose and so much more than a worldly experience could ever give you anyway. Even if I was the queen, even if I did have a village, even if I had all the access to all the things that I wanted to do, it still would not fill me up. Did you find it? I did. Okay. Let's let's hear the real quote. (laughs) You did really well. Okay. If If I find in myself desires which nothing in this world can satisfy, the only logical explanation is that I was made for another world. Yeah, I love that. You I was that definitely, yes, I do. Send it to me right now. Okay. I was definitely made for a different world. Yes, I definitely sure. don't belong here. And guess what? None of us do. Nope. We don't belong here. Well, we are sojourners. We are sojourners. And the other thing I want to give is, is encouragement about struggling the God promises that if you f- work with him, if you f- fight the struggle here on earth, he does give us the strength to do it. Yeah. He yes. does. Mm-hmm. Sanctification is real. Like mm-hmm. sanctif- And so like I remember this woman that went to our old church, Mrs. Lord, and she was like the prettiest, most mm-hmm. sanctified human being I had ever seen or or like Peter's grandmother, Peter's Kay nan. Danforth. Did you ever meet Kay? Yes. Like they she just, was my yeah, she like was just, my little spirit animal person. She, you know, <laughs> oh yeah, she was really fun because she was spicy. But like, like just so content, happy, at peace. Mm-hmm. She was 75, 85. Like these are sages of women who had, they were 40 once and they fought through it. They mm-hmm. fought through the struggle here on earth. And they had a peace that surpassed all understanding because of it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's also the difference of being honest and open about your struggles is that God honors those things and he'll help you through mm-hmm. them. And you can find partners that will help hold you accountable and sisters and brothers in Christ that will fight with you. Mm-hmm. And and just the spirit, just the spirit continuing to acknowledge that you can't do it in your own strength and that you need God that does strengthen you and you will be sanctified. And just like you don't struggle with it nearly as much as you did in your Mm -hmm. 20s. It's not the same anymore. So when I was young uh, and early married, um, my discontent turned quickly to anger. Mm -hmm. It It would manifest itself as anger and extreme selfishness, like extreme, just like I, I wish this and I wish that. And, um, you know why couldn't I have a? Um, I love fairy tales, but 
they really kind of ruin a girl. <laughs> Can I just say that Cinderella, I thought that that was real and I was waiting for my Prince Charming who had a castle and all the wealth <laughs> of the world. And I'm like, why can't that be real? And I, as an, you know, so I could go deep into that, but I won't. Um, and I'll spare you all. But like now it's more of just an internal struggle that I can keep under control and like um, it manifests itself more in sort of like a yearning I guess for things I can't explain Um, I love my life I love exactly the way it is but I am a maker and a doer and if I could I would be like some sort of a a travel blogger but I wouldn't want to get paid to do it because if someone starts paying me for something I instantly hate it no you just want to be independently wealthy I do I wish you that want I was a money ind- tree right a money tree uh, I, you're uh, a good gardener you'd prune that baby good <laughs> you'd have, right you would have multiple multiples I would have a money tree farm yeah but right exactly I don't want to really want I don't really want to work very hard for all of that money <laughs> I just wish that it was there I still want to do just the things that I want to do but um, what I love about you yeah that's how I'm broken. One of them anyways. Um, but it doesn't, I don't get angry about it now. I do not get resentful. I can honestly say that God has been working on my heart for a very long time. However, I don't, I also wouldn't consider myself as a content person. I think that I still have the fidgets and like the sand in my shoes heart space that wow. he's still working on. Always. Always, always and forever. So I, I'm just going to, wrap it up with some very sweet Bible verses about this that I am acknowledging are speaking to me. So and if it, if it speaks to other people, that's beautiful. But um, in this particular case, with this episode, I was like, I'm going to say all this to myself. <laughs> from Hebrews 13, verse 5, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, for God has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Um, again, in full honesty and vulnerabil- vulnerability, I love money and I want it. And it's a constant struggle that I have with the Lord. And he knows this about me, obviously, because he knows everything about us. And he loves me still. It is something I have a hard time balancing. I love what money can do. And so I feel like I constantly need more of it to do and fix to do and fix things and to do them again and again and again and it comes down to the struggle that I have with being content I think as long as it's a struggle it's okay if we give into the struggle and give up struggling actively then we have a serious problem from Philippians 4 11 Paul says that he has that he has learned how to be content in every situation the operative word being learned I have not yet learned how to be completely content in any situation but I do know that God has always been working on that part of my heart and can see where I have come after many years and it's good there is hope Mm. from Luke 12 verse 15 take care and be on your guard against covetousness for one's life does not consist of the abundance of his possessions and I I just added that it's that is way easier to say than it is to live out Our culture tells us that it is an abundance of possessions that make you important. (laughs) Um, From 1 Corinthians 7, 17, and I love this one. Only let each other 
Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned him to do and to which God has called him. 2 Corinthians 12.10 For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm. And Isaiah 26 verse 3, and I love this one too. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you, and you is obviously God. I know for myself that whenever I do draw closer to God, the things of the world start to fade away in all the best ways. We have to be present in this world, but our hearts and our minds can stay near to Christ who knows all of our needs. Amen.